Welcome, everybody, to Weave You Yasha, the podcast with technical difficulties. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're here to talk about episode 73, Shiori's family and Inuyasha's feelings. You know we're almost done with season three already. We are. We got like seven episodes left. And I feel like we hadn't really had a plot this season. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's why it kind of snuck up on me. It's like we weren't driving towards anything. I guess the opening credits that came halfway through the show, or the season, uh, imply that he needs to destroy a Death Star with a red sword. But now that thing makes sense, because this was his whole plan. <laughs> we should have been waiting for that. I don't know how much I have to say about these two episodes. Okay, good. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to do my best. <laughs> The, this episode takes a long time setting everything up, which is kind of nice. And then we watch two. The next episode is where we get a lot of the answers, but it's very talky. And it also ends early and has a fourth act. So it's all in all very strange. Yes. Normally this would just be like a one-off episode where our gang fights some bat creatures. But it's tied into him learning to destroy a barrier. I feel like they almost could have squished it together, like not quite in a normal episode length, but like an episode and a little longer. I think I agree. There are ways they could have combined the two. Maybe have less of, well, I guess we'd lose out on the Inuyasha parallel, but we already got all that shit with Jinenji. <laughs> this episode is basically just Jinenji. But Jinenji was hideous. And this is a cute um, little girl. Yes. With who... a smoking hot mom. Okay, I thought her mom looked angry constantly. She did. And maybe it was those bushy brows. And I thought she was a man at first. <laughs> I saw the I little. See that. We saw the little monk staff at the very beginning of the episode. So I thought, ooh, monks. Is Moroku going to be there? But they're just offering a child sacrifice. Yeah. Who, like, has, like, self lip sticking lips, I think. Mm hmm. And she kind of looked like young Inuyasha, and I think they were kind of going for that. With the white hair? Yeah. Without looking, do you remember the name of the bat creatures? Uh, something something Maru. Yeah. <laughs> the dad's name, I think, was like... Su... Suku... Maru or something? Yep. And it was Taiga something Maru. Yeah. I want to know what grandma looked like because grandpa and son or father and son don't look anything like each other. Oh yeah, well, grandma was probably a smoke show. And it had to have been full demon. Yeah, cuz I was like, wow, the son got all of mom's looks. <laughs> well, that was just his human form. We never got to see his bat form. Mm, true. I'm sure he he didn't nail that uh, beach woman in his bat form <laughs> although we could think about it i certainly will <laughs> do you think they did it in the air let's move on i think they did it on the beach ow the, the 
waves, just like that romantic movie where those people are rolling around in the waves. And you're sp- you're speaking of uh, from here to eternity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've only seen that clip, haven't yes, you? Yes, yes, yes. That was remade as Pearl Harbor. Really? Well, huh. I mean, they're about the same thing. Interesting. There's, you know, romance set behind a big tragedy. Let's move on to the gang playing cards by the fireside. They do one of those switcheroos. What? Do you have something to say about Titanic? <laughs> no, no, no. The I Japanese you sunk. with the Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, they, they create a very tense situation around the campfire where you don't know what's going on exactly. Kagome looks like she's trying to make a decision. And are they playing hearts? What are they playing? Gin? Um, I don't know card games super well. I thought Old Maid. Oh, like yeah. With the Joker was maybe the Old Maid. Kagami got rid of all her cards or something. I'm not sure who she was drawing the cards from, though. Was it Sango or Moroku? I think it was Moroku. Okay. Yeah. So she stuck Moroku with the Joker. Yeah, that's why Sango says, uh, I'm really disappointed in you, Moroku. <laughs> Thought you'd be better at playing cards. Why would she think that? Don't know. Because he's suave. She taught him poker, uh, especially strip poker. He would That's all he would do for the rest of his life. That is true. He'd give up the palm reading game. <laughs> he calls them Karuta cards, which I had to look up. Eh, which are? Just cards. Oh, okay. They stole it from the Portuguese, I guess, according to Wikipedia. Look it up, everybody. But Inuyasha's not playing. No, he's sulking. Because he wants to beat that barrier down. Oh, that's right. He just had his own solo adventure. Yeah. Would have been funny if in the previous episode he came back and they were playing cards. (laughs) But no. But it tied it together nicely. Mm -hmm. So they're just kind of off. They're just sitting. Doing something? Traveling? Looking for jewel shards? What happened camping? before the Tokiji, uh, Todosai, rather? Oh, that was the, the Master Muso thing. Mm. I don't know if that lines up well with that one either. Because then they were all hanging out at Kaede's place eating junk food when Inuyasha came back from his rigid training. Yep, and then he said, let's go play cards in the woods, or I will sulk and wait for Miyoga to show up and finally say, Give us some direction. (laughs) This uh, method that he suggests to them, which is to dip the sword in the dead body of a person who's good at making a barrier, uh, not what I was expecting. I thought there'd be like a technique he needed to learn. How else would the sword become red? (laughs) Uh, I guess I don't know. But uh, the explanation seems to satisfy them because Inuyasha wants to kill something. So they uh, call up their good old friend Hachi and say, Hey, you're not going to have any lines in this episode, but you can take us to the beach and sleep in the background. Yes. That's like all he did. Yep. Was sleep and be a bus. Until the next episode where he actually does something. Yay! He does two things. I still don't understand his relationship with Moroku. He said, have a life debt? <laughs> I think that's right. 
So they go to the beach where the mom is being harassed by some villagers, kicked upon the face lightly and whatnot. And they're saying, like, offering up the daughter didn't do a damn thing. Yeah, we're still being attacked by bats. Uh, Inuyasha shows up and saves her and doesn't murder everybody. Nope, he's very interested in uh, bats. (laughs) Demon bats, you say. I hear you can tell me about these bats. She brings him in where Hachi can sleep and not listen to the story. He doesn't need to do anything. Sukuyomaru, which is the son, uh, he protected the village from the bat tribe, which is nearby. But then he dies. So Taigokumaru offers to keep the village safe from the bats in exchange for her daughter, who is a half demon of and <laughs> looking again Sukuyamaru <laughs> and also grandpa and the, and the grandpa is the guy who is Taigokumaru it's a real Beowulf kind of situation going on here <laughs> from what I remember from Beowulf Ah, Grandal. did you actually read the book? I did oh was it good? um it was better than the movie is it better than the Thirteenth Warrior? Oh, God, yes. Which is what that book slash movie is supposed to be a takeoff from? Oh man, that was not good. Although Eaters of the Dead sounds super cool. Yeah. That's the name. They should have called it that. But I remember the book being kind of meh as well. What percentage of Michael Crichton's books are actually good? Uh, dude, Congo and Sphere and Jurassic Park. Now, in every one of those cases, are the books better than the movie? Mm. I hear people who read the Jurassic Park book don't care for the movie. I love the movie. I also enjoyed the book. Mm. I thought The Lost World was a better book than the movie. I can see that. But not a better book than Jurassic Park. Um, Sphere, I liked both, but I think the book was better. And Congo, the book was definitely better. Yeah, I hear Congo is a mess. Yeah. As a movie. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the movie, but it just didn't I read the, the book because I had seen the movie, and then I read the book, and I was kind of like, eh, this is going to be dumb. And then I'm like, oh, this is a good book. I'd like to As read. I stare at Jurassic Park in my bookshelf right there. Oh, Look my God. Look how well read it is. The spine's all broken. That never happens. I also see Twilight on your shelf as well <laughs> yeah you hear that everybody and some <laughs> Stephen King book that I can't tell what that is oh which one I don't know it's maybe next, Needful Things it looks like it's next to Jaws oh yeah Jaws as well as you have the Fountainhead yeah classic classic uh, uh, and a bunch of Harry Potter books of course gotta have the Harry Potter and I'm books. sure the last unicorn's on there somewhere Oh, it is. Yes, it sure is. Might be in the back. Well, thank you for joining us for a podcast, (laughs) Book Talk, where I just read what's on Lindsay's shelf. (laughs) Let's get back to Shiori's family and Inuyasha's dilemma, which is what I think they should have called it instead of his feelings. Mm. So all this stuff about Shiori, it really deludes his mission, which is to kill her, because she apparently is going to be in charge of the barrier from now on. But it's the way these episodes kind of give you the information that it becomes kind of confusing until the second episode. So it's like we're on a mission to kill a, a 
a shield demon. Oh wait, there's a little girl. And then Inuyasha's just like, alright, well take me to her because she's a half demon and she's probably going through a bunch of stuff. So they travel alone to it? Yeah. Every Oh yeah, Kagome wants to go too. And he's like, and no. He's like, no. She, and she was like, oh, okay. Remember that fateful night in Tijenkyo when you went by yourself and we almost <laughs> died as a fat man menaced us? It's not the night of the new moon. We're fine. <laughs> True that. So they go there and he has flashbacks of him running from crazy demons that want him dead. So we yes. get some good young Inuyasha stuff. And I guess that was just to to show that he didn't belong with demons and he didn't belong with humans. Like neither neither side would accept him. Yeah, and it really takes the winds out of what I'm gonna call crazy demon logic later when the grandpa bat tries to high road the villagers being like, uh, they wouldn't accept you. <laughs> Because if you follow it logically, it's like, okay, the villagers are afraid of you because all you do is kill them. And then they make a deal with you, which you then go back on and still attack the village. So, okay, gee, I wonder why the villagers don't like demons. Yeah. Plus these flashbacks, like, okay, everybody shunned him in that village, all the humans, but those demons are trying to kill him. <laughs> so they're the bad guys. But don't worry, because the villagers get their entire town destroyed uh-huh. eventually. So I've, in a Jinenji kind of way, they learn their lesson. Do they, though? We don't see them. <laughs> they just kind of disappear after that moment. Maybe and that's the next episode. <laughs> this one, the mom's just like, oh, and Miyoga uh, tags along for no reason. Probably oh. to make sure that Inuyasha kills a little girl. Yeah, like he... Must not be very dangerous because Mioga's like voluntarily right. going along. But like Mioga throughout this whole thing is just like we're on this mission to kill a little girl, and I want it to happen because my wife is still chasing me. <laughs> oh, they're not married. Oh, that's right. He skipped out. He's a runaway bride. He is. She's married to an ordinary flea. <laughs> Um, Let's never speak of that episode again. <laughs> so they get there. Best. It's a nice little cool ocean cave where I uh, Grandpa just throws meat at her and says, yeah, eat this. Eat Doing a good job with that barrier. I love you. N- not in those words. No. I don't think he really loves her because later Inuyasha says that demons don't accept their own kind if their bloodline's diluted. Mm-hmm. But he just wants her for the barrier. Yeah. Grandpa can't do it. No. That's so. the, the demon rules that we find out is that it passes to the next, next person in the bloodline. And then the previous people can't do it anymore after that. Inuyasha tries to murder him, but can't get through the barrier. Yeah. Doesn't work real well. Um, oh, so then Grandpa like shoots sonic beams. Knocks down the mom. Yep. Making Shiori very sad. Yes. So they return empty-handed. And Hachi's still sleeping. Yeah. On his back this time. Yeah, he's like, what happened? (laughs) Oh, that's cool, guys. And Kagome doubts Inuyasha's ability to to kill the child. It's like, he wouldn't do this. I don't think I need to worry about him. Yeah. But I don't think that was ever 
previously a problem either. It seemed to like always have this problem with killing humans. But then I was like, going, well, what if she was a full demon? But she was still like the same disposition. Are you gonna be? You still gonna kill her? There's nice demons out there too. Was Jinenji a full demon? No, he was half he was as well. Half. Yeah. But like, what if she had been a full demon? Well, what? let's try to list the demons that he's been nice to. Shippo. <laughs> he beats everything. They leave that one little girl alive from the Thunder Brothers clan. Oh, yeah. She's a little kid. Oh, he has a soft spot for little kids. Yeah, so if she'd been a full demon but just a little kid still, would he still bathe his Tetsaika in her blood? <laughs> Is it satisfying if he saves her, everybody in the village and then, like, stabs her? <laughs> Sorry, this was the only way. <laughs> Pulls a real lost on us. Don't know what that means. Well, lost is a dumb show. That's really all I was saying. Oh, okay. Grandpa realizes that uh, Shiori really misses her village, so he decides to prove his love to her by killing every single person in the village so yeah, she doesn't miss it anymore. Exactly. Makes sense. I'm in love with you but you have a boyfriend, so I'll just kill your boyfriend, and then we can be together forever. Does that sound oh, familiar? Okay. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. These demons have one move, and they just do that. <laughs> so, so He says, rise, my pretties, and they all fly towards the nearby village that should really just move Yeah. further up the coast or something. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like I mean, they're kind of on their own, doing their own thing. But this is, comes at a time when uh, Inuyasha is looking up at the sky and thinking about his mother. <gasps> Which is just a recycled clip from season one. Is it the same clip? Mm -hmm. Oh, it is? I didn't. It's been so long. Mm -hmm. I've been watching this show for like 70,000 hours. <laughs> so Kagome comes up, reminds him that he has friends, and calls him a good dog. Which is very racist. Oh, she said a good boy. Well, you know. <laughs> Same thing. She pet him a bit condescendingly. Yeah. Like, don't <laughs> do that to me. Even humans don't like that. <laughs> oh, and then bats attack. Cliffhanger. Ah, that's kind of it. <laughs> it's really it. Uh, this episode's fine. But it's just, that's, it's just fine. The animation in this one is better than the next one, which feels very like B-Team doing it. There's a lot more expressive stuff in this episode. And the story progression of it kind of reminded me of an old fable. And then learned that if you're a hero, you'll find ways around uh, uh, killing a child. <laughs> it's like the story of Isaac and Abraham. Don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> Don't ever look at me. <laughs> You may. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is going to be our shortest episode yet. <laughs> I think our shortest episode so far is the second Sishomaru one, which clocked in at like 17 minutes. Mm. We're a little longer now. But I think I can edit it down to 15 if I really try. Well, if we take out our, our, our bookcase tangent. <laughs> yep. It might be quite quite a bit shorter. I think that's a good idea. You got a lot of stuff blocking your books, so I can't see anything else on there. I know. There's a giant cupcake. There is. 
More books behind the cupcake. Oh, I see a Harry Potter book. That looks like the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, also uh, the Half-Blood Prince is behind there, too. Oh, very nice. Does it bother you that you have paperbacks of the other ones and then two ginormous hardcovers? Kind of. You could tell I came late to the Harry Potters. Because then when I got to book six, I'm like, I can't wait for her paperback. My Patronus is a buzzard. Oh, you sound so disappointed. Yeah, I'm a buzzard. Hmm. Really? I don't know what my Patronus is. Maybe that. Yeah, take the test. You know, we only have ten bonus episodes. That might be a good one. <laughs> what is Sean's Patronus? <laughs> yeah. Not even tangentially related to anime. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Well, thank oh, you for yeah. listening. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'll was it Samurai 7? Wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> <There we sighs> yeah, that was, that was, I made you do that. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hug your loved ones. Hug your friends. Hug a stranger. Steal their wallet. Steal their identity. Hide the body. Shave your head and move out of town. Goodbye, everybody. Lindsay, take us out. <laughs>